Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Level 99. I'm your host, Pete, and this is a podcast about all things tech-related. DevOps, cloud, automation, Linux, you name it. So stay tuned, and hopefully you guys learn something new. This week, I kind of wanted to talk about Active Directory, or also very commonly heard of as AD. You know, we use AD very aggressively in any business or any organization you've been to. Whether you're in technology now or you're in another field, you have interacted with AD of some sorts, regardless of your career path. Even if you have only been a student right now, when you first log into your student portal, that is technically an AD account. Or it could be as simple as, Um, when you first get onboarded to a new job, right? Like you're working at a bank. How do you think you're getting those credentials? It's off of the active directory. So an active directory, you can think about it as in the simplest term, a, like a server or a host that organizes all of your accounts and credentials for the company, but there is a lot more depth to it. So we'll kind of get into that very soon. So when you first get onboarded, right, you have a username and a password. And most of the times, if you notice, you have the bare necessities to do your job. And you're most likely kind of annoyed or stressed out like, hey, how come I can't log into everything? Or why don't I have access to this? Or, oh, man, I got to go and ask somebody to grant me access to this account or to this uh, service. That's it's kind of a very common practice that if you are new or new accounts being created, you give it to the, you give that account the least amount of privileges and the least amount of access possible. So don't be annoyed at, you know, why didn't they just set me up to begin with? Yeah, they could have, but especially with larger organizations with the amount of people coming in and coming out, it is very hard to identify what roles and permissions they need. So it's kind of easier just to give them the bare minimum. And then as they start interacting with their team and figuring out what their role really is, they'll start requesting that access. And most of the times it comes with a ticket and then you have a paper trail for it. So with Active Directory, there is usually a main domain server. So this is where it starts getting a little tricky, kind of. So you have like the main domain server and also like the controllers. You can kind of think about it as would be a good example. You can think of it as your iPhone devices, right? Most of the time, your iPhone is your main day-to-day product where you're just saving things to iCloud or share that data to your MacBook or your iPad. So that is kind of an essence of what is going on. Most times in an organization, you will never be interacting directly with the main domain controller because if they need to do an update or a patch, you don't go directly to the main um, controller. You kind of go to a subcontroller or a subdomain, and that way, if they ever need to do maintenance on one, that one is there, ready to take traffic. So, so there's been a few times where that has kind of come back and bit me in the butt. Uh, we were just connected to the main controller. Why? Because I don't know. That's what they told us to do, and we're like, okay, right. <laughs> um, but it turned out once we started expressing how we weren't happy with the outages and not being told and that we were connected to the main controller because that's what we were told to do, 
they came back and told us like, hey, well, you know, there is an alternative solution. Kind of getting a little back more into the basics of what an Active Directory or AD is. Within AD, you also have your own structure, right? Think of it, and the term is often said like a tree versus a forest and all that stuff. You can break down Active Directory into so many groups and subgroups, right? Think of as your file system in your directory of your on your local computer right now. You can have one Active Directory or subdirectory for each department, tax, finance, IT, help desk, legal, procurement, uh, HR, you name it, to your different teams, your managers. And then you can even go more granular to the ones who are doing all the hands-on work, the ones who are not. So a good example of this would be my previous organization, I managed Bitbucket. Bitbucket, for a lot of you who don't know what that is, is a alternative solution or competitor of GitHub, right? You have right now on the market, you have a couple of known competitors. You have GitHub, you have GitLabs, you have Bitbucket. There's a couple of other ones that are kind of slipping my mind right now, but all they are is just a code repository tool. Developer T wanted to avoid my previous org was constantly coming to us saying, hey, we have a new hire, give them all the access, right? They were getting frustrated with it and so were we because they were constantly hiring people and then people were also leaving. And what we ended up doing was we established a active directory group that we worked with the HR and the AD people that whoever gets onboarded into this team of department, we want this new AD group automatically assigned to them. Cool. And within that AD group, it had a certain keyword or a value like Bitbucket underscore developer or something along that nature. I can't really remember. Then within the product itself, we define the value that any, any group that has this value gets assigned these projects. So you can already kind of tell like how much time that saved us. But on the downside is if these teams did not want X user to get access to these projects, well, too bad, they already do. So it's kind of a little bit of a security aspect you have to think about. But when we came to this agreement conclusion, we all were in agreement that moving forward, whoever needs or does not need access, it is up to them to can uh, dictate that and work with the AD team. Like, like we're washing our hands with these several teams. Like you guys wanted to have your own process. Cool. Now, good luck. After this happened, I kind of started thinking like, well, we're often always adding all these users to Jira. Why not just do the same thing and do kind of like a catch 22? Yeah, this might not be the right saying, but whatever. You get the, get what I'm, the gist of what I'm trying to say. Why not just add let's say like Jira-user, which is like the global user for Jira, to everyone in the company, right? Like they'll need it. So we started working with the AD team and established a user group that we can give them. Now, right before we were about to launch, my director at the time, it's like, hey, this might not be a good idea as we do not have enough licenses to support the entire company. Great, go figures, right? Like I just spent all this time to do this and now we're shit out of luck. But all that work I did for with AD team didn't go for nothing for this project. So what I did was I was like, okay, that's fine. I get it. You know, we have restraints with license. We don't want to over um, overdo it. So what I did instead was created a Jenkins script. And this is where I, I, I personally hate doing manual work. I hate it. It's annoying. I will find a way to automate something just so I can avoid doing manual work. Uh, 
It's so annoying. I hate it. And my biggest pet peeve at the time was just constantly adding new users to the project or adding new users to the the product. I was like, I want to wash my hands of this. I just want to click a button and be done. So I literally created a, a Jenkins job with a just a text box. So what it would do is I would grab the username of the person that needs access to the product, put it in and run the script. The script would then run a PowerShell, do a check and balance with a service account. If you guys don't know what a service account is, so I have an episode about that. So please go and check that one out. Connect to AD, check and balances, making sure it connects, making sure all these other jazz, as well as making sure that the user actually exists. Because many times these managers will come asking, it's like, hey, give us X, give this user X access. And we go as like, they're not even here yet. They're not even onboarded. How the hell do you expect them to do this? Like, so if it fails for any of those checks and balances, my team would get an email with a set template. But if everything does succeed, it will grab that new provision AD group, assign it to the user's profile within maybe, I don't know, I think it was every two hours, the AD controller would update or sync, they would get access. So even though it was every two hours, I would tell them three just to be on the safe side because if they had missed it, every two, whatever. Anyways, never heard a complaint. My job was made so simple rather than opening up uh, the VMware and remote desktop to another machine, just get access to a host that has permissions to get to Active Directory, to manually look the person up, to then put copy and paste, all that jazz. I was like, I'm, I'm done with this 20 step process. I just want one thing. I can just type in a box, click a button and be done with it. And I did. I saved about 30 minutes doing that. So I know that was a little rant and a little went on a tangent there on about automation. Sorry, but hope you kind of get the picture of what Active Directory is. In other terms, you're often going to hear Active Directory or also known as LDAP, which is also in the full abbreviation of that word is Lightweight Directory Access Protocol. This is a very common thing within a lot of products and tools within the organization. So you can say, hey, we got to connect to LDAP or AD they're all referring kind of to the same thing. And when you do, most of the times it has all the config settings already predefined. So it's kind of just, you know, like dollar sign ID or user, you can have fill those things out. But if you have questions about that, you can always reach out to AD group and they will tell you what to fill in. One thing I have noticed is each organization, their Active Directory settings and definitions are slightly different. So I can't really tell like, hey, this one value this one variable is universal across all organizations it's i can't write because it's like writing an essay everyone writes it differently it's the same thing with active directory but the one thing you would need to know is every ad or whatever ad that controller you are approved to connect to has its own address or domain name so you grab that domain name that is pre-approved and they give it to you and you use a service account to connect and most of the times, if you just do test connection with any product, it's quite simple, right? You just test connect, success, yay. And then if you need to put it on encryption or secure it, you can just grab the cert, import it, and then just run it on SSL and port 636, I think. Yeah, 636. The other cool fact of an active directory, and this is one a lot of you are probably very familiar with and probably annoyed every six months to a year. And that is password rotation. So the cool thing about Active Directory is they can dictate how often everyone's password in the organization can 
change the length and the difficulty of it. You will notice often with service accounts, they are scrutinized a lot heavier. So they need, I think one of my previous employers was something ridiculous, like 25 characters, uh, no words of any kind, actually. So I'll have to be random characters, uppercase, lowercase, special characters, and a certain number of, I think, uppercase and lowercase and numbers. It was something insane. When we had to do in a production password rotation, we were literally sitting there for like, I, 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 I kid you guys not, like an hour, just typing in random like passwords, like, like fuck, this didn't work. I was like, what do you think? He's like, try like this, this, and this. And we try. He's like, no, it rejected it. So <laughs> it was like three, four of us all on a Zoom call <laughs> trying to figure out what password this thing would accept. It was chaos. Oh, man. But then finally when it worked, you're like, yeah. And then you're like, wait, what did we type? <laughs> and then we're all just trying to write it down. Meant to go and update our uh, password vaults with it. It was mayhem. I loved it. <laughs> the AD people usually have the access to do a lot of this granular work. So if you have to rotate your password for whatever account every six months to a year, now you know where that's happening from, right? It's not just magically coming down the pipeline. They have a policy set and enabled on the Active Directory that once it's been a year to six months, boom, rotate password. Now, this also does vary from, sometimes it depends on six months from when you rotated it or set on the calendar six months on the dot. <laughs> Another fun uh, story, my previous boss, he <laughs> he never could remember his password, like all the time. He's like, dude, can you reset my password? I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Why can't you remember your, your credentials ever? And he would lock himself out from like constantly like, retyping it in over and over and over and over. I'm like, dude, Jesus, just, just, just write it down somewhere. Put it in your phone, like in the password vault somewhere. And he's like, no, I can remember it. And then he forget. So I uh, ended up making him a Jenkins job that he can use to log in with because we had two sets of credentials. So he can use it with his other set of credentials to log in to check. And he all he had to do is run a the, the Jenkins job to check if his, pa his password is expired or not. And it would offer to reset it for him. <laughs> that definitely made my life easier because literally like it was like once a week he would ask me that. I'm like, dude, come on. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, so let's just recap real quick on what we've learned so far. Active Directory is a service that runs on Windows servers. And the main function of Active Directory is enable administrators to manage permissions and control access on the network. So like the reference I made earlier about, you know, you first being onboarded to your new job and you're being able to log into an account to your new laptop and not having much access to do a lot of things. So these are the groups of people that would have access to control and dictate what you can see or what you can touch versus what you can't. So I think that is going to be a good stopping point for part one of what Active Directory is. I will do a part two of Active Directory and go a little bit more in depth on some of the definitions as well as kind of like what a lot of these other services are right so i kind of briefly touched up on tree and forest and things like that so these are kind of the core concepts of what active directory is we will definitely get into that next time and as always you know i really do appreciate all of you guys 
coming back and listening every week. So please, if you have any friends or coworkers that you guys think would appreciate this podcast, share it out with them. You know, your growing support is what is encouraging me to continue this podcast. So again, thank you. I do appreciate it. And until next week for part two, take care.